I've just about had enough of you. What is a Christmas? Oh, Santa Claus! I wish you the very best of everything. It is an occasion for great joy and peace on the planet Earth. If we hurry, we can get back in time for Christmas Eve. Oh, there you are. What time do you call this, eh? Welcome to 50 Years of Shit Robots, <laughs> the Advent the Advent Specials, with me, Matt Brown, hello, and Stephen Murray. Hello. It's time to open another door on our robot advent calendar, so it's time for another little tasty morsel. Let's open it up and see what's inside. So, there's a little Petri dish. And there are tiny little little balls bubbling around on the Petri dish. Um, and this, <laughs> this is sort of, I suppose, a, uh, a companion advent to our one on viruses, possibly. Now, I was in the pub recently with some, some pub chums. And I was saying to them, I said, oh, blimey, you'll never guess what I found out this week. I found out that viruses are uh, more like androids than, any, than anything else. <laughs> and you they didn't were, have an expert there, did you? They, no, but they, were, they did an awful lot of scoffing. The second that, that happens, the information, kind of like it's almost within my grasp, but it just is too far out of reach. So I said, no, they are. My friend Stephen told me they are. <laughs> <laughs> So I'm bringing this to the advent with a little, and I think a little degree of skepticism. Um, and the thing that is in the Petri dish are Xenobots. Now, have you ever heard of Xenobots? Yeah, I have. Um, you know- there, there have been attempts to do this for quite some time, to program cells to do our bidding. Yes. So this is like... I've heard it called something like biobots, biobotics, or something like that. Yeah. Now they also, I've, I've come to learn, make you feel physically sick as well, don't they? Yeah, they do. Because uh, <laughs> I, I watched a little video of them uh, mating and then producing offspring, and I, 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 I'm not, as we say up north, cockley in the slightest. <laughs> I'm, uh, I can, I can stomach a great deal. Yeah. But that just made me feel a little bit. A little bit gippy. Yeah. So we're calling them gippy bots, aren't we? Gippy bots, yes. <laughs> so no. before I'm 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 now I'm now really mindful that actually if you're listening to this and you have no idea what we're talking about, we haven't explained it very well so far. So hang on, there is an explanation coming. But before I do that, I wanted to just sort of clarify what what we mean when we say robot. So I'm going to go to the Miriam Webster online dictionary. And this is what Merriam-Webster says. So robot is a machine that resembles a living creature in being capable of moving independently, open brackets, as by walking or rolling on wheels, close brackets, and performing complex actions, open brackets, such as grasping and moving objects, close brackets. So I think it's worth us bearing that in mind when we start talking about these xenobots, which are kind of biological robots essentially and the designer the biologist who kind of created these is Michael Levin now he is part of a team that is working on this and apologies to the team for not mentioning all of them but there were a lot of people but they're 
I think at Tufts University, that's where, that's where they're from. So Michael has been working with frog cells. Um, the African clawed frog. Correct. Xenopus lavis. So that's where the Xeno from Xenobots yeah. comes from. So he'd been, he'd been working on w- with these cells. And some of his colleagues had been working on something else, not connected at the moment, which were that they had been building in a computer simple shapes and giving the shape a task and such as walking or something like that and then the computer would then work out which of the shapes were good at this and which of the shapes were bad and they would sort of like simulate billions of years of evolution so that at the end of the program which didn't take very long you'd end up with what they called these champion shapes which were able to perform the task that they were set very very well and the, the shapes, they were sort of like, if you imagine, like, if you ever seen Minecraft, it's basically literally just, just blocks put together, like cardboard boxes put together, that sort of shape to create these other shapes. Now, um, Michael then comes into the interplay because he uh, then thought that he could create the shapes by sculpting some frog stem cells. Now, I did not know any of this until about five minutes ago, but apparently stem cells are cells that can become anything. Yeah. They, they they are I suppose the building blocks of of life. So they could be skin, or they could be an organ, or they could be other cells. Or um, they used to they used to come from fetuses, but now we've realised that we can take them from different parts of adult bodies as well. Okay, brilliant. Um, and so what Michael did was that he would take he they've got like this map that they put over these stem cells, and they can work out which bit of the cell is going to become something or do something. And so what Michael does is then he, he kind of like, like rips off these little bits of the stem cell. And then he adds them together to create shapes that resemble the shapes that the computer, the computer models have made. And these are shapes that will never have been seen before in nature. So they are made of organic material but they are created and sculpted by Michael and his team and the AI program that runs the, the sort of shape building computer. So, so the article that I've got, which I'll link to in the show notes, says that some scientists claim that the significance of these cell clumps is overblown. They question whether these spontaneously forming entities can truly be considered a kind of robot. So there is some skepticism within the community about that. Um, but Michael Levin basically argues that you've got to change your perspective slightly. So rather than regarding the cell clusters as little bits of tissue that can be used to investigate human biology, that they should be seen as organism-like entities in their own right, with particular shapes and behavior that could be used uh, for medical and other applications. So for example, repairing damaged tissue in the body, he calls it a biorobotic platform. Um, the articles that I read, I thought their their uh, overreaching umbrella on what is a robot was as broad as ours. Yes, exactly. I think so as well. And and um, in, in, to to bring it back to my pub chums, that was a, their criticism of it. Really, they sort of like said, "Well, it's just you know, it's just how you define things, isn't it?" The cells are doing what the people who created them want them to do. Yes. So and it's the, not a cell that you put in in a petri dish with other cells and then it goes off and does what a cell does, yeah. which wanders around, finds another cell, mates with it and creates a cluster. Correct. So these cells are exactly doing 
what they have programmed, and I'm using that word loosely, yeah. programmed it to do. Well, I think I agree. I think that programmed is a good word to use for this. And and I think if you go back to our original definition, the Merriam-Webster robot definition, a machine that resembles a living creature, which it, that sort of is, isn't it? Because it's resembling cells. Yeah. It's capable of moving independently as by walking or rolling on wheels. So it's, I mean, in, in the... In the example that I saw, it literally their task was to walk and performing complex actions. Now, it's the performing complex actions which is still a bit moot, I suppose, isn't it? Because they hope that it will perform complex actions like repair cell tissue in bodies, but uh, hasn't, I don't think, has done that yet. No. So, well, I mean, I, I'm, I'm saying that I'm very, I'm, I'm, I'm broad, broad-minded enough, I think, to say I'm, I'm happy that it's sort of, it sort of overlaps the, the the definition of robot, I think. Uh, yeah, I'm quite happy for it to be under the umbrella. Yeah, Yabu sucks to everybody. Your pub chums, yeah, exactly. <laughs> Yabu sucks to the pub chums. <laughs> yeah, um, I found a definition of of a description of them breeding. Oh yeah, oh because that's this. Yes, I should just say that is the other thing about them. Is that they can procreate, can't they? They can, they can, you know, as you say, they can breed and create new, new of themselves. So, um, one xenobod parent can begin a pile, and then by chance, a second parent can push more cells into that pile, and so on, generating a child. I, I feel a little bit sick. Just uh, you get to a certain age and you hear things like pushing piles around and it it doesn't bode well. <laughs> well, then maybe that is a good point to shut the door on the Xenobots. Don't slam it on my pile. I won't slam it on your pile. <laughs> um, so there you go. We've discussed uh, self-reproducing uh, organic robots, and I think that I can now allow all of that knowledge to fly away from my brain <laughs> because I hope I'll never need it again <laughs> but then I'm going to I'm going to um link to a video that I watched and it's it's really fascinating no it is really fascinating stuff I know I'm feeling a little bit yeah but um I'll, I do actually find it really fascinating yeah yeah have a watch of it it's only about 20 minutes long and they explain it brilliantly all right so we've shut the door on the gippy bots we <laughs> we will see you for another opening of the advent calendar tomorrow goodbye goodbye just hear those sleigh bells jingly ready hey tingly too ready hey lily hey daddy dong daddy